0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the theme park podcast where we talk about attractions, rides, everything having to do with anything in a theme park. I'm your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, I'm joined Always by my beautiful co-host, Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Speaking of beautiful, Jack... You look fantastic today, you sir. You look fantastic as well. And Ben's here, too. He looks fantastic, too. We are in person, Jeff. It's pretty exciting. This is the third episode we've recorded in person Wh- in front of each other. Which may not seem like a milestone because we've done it
2: <laughs> twice before, except this is the first time we've recorded in person in our own
1: facilities. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we've all been tested, and now we have a location where we can record in person so you can actually hear us react to each other. And uh you won't hear any issues we have with like tech stuff at our own, you know, locations and whatnot. Yeah. Of course, I also can't mute myself and <laughs> cough my lungs out now. <laughs> well, that's what that's Ben's job now. You're in the room with me. But yeah,
2: man, it's good to be here. It is great to be here, Jack. And I, I cannot tell you how excited I am. It was fun to do in person in Florida, but it was fun to do in person for different reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this was a podcast that was conceived of and created during the pandemic because we couldn't be together. Mm-hmm. And I think we did a a pretty admirable job of creating a podcast that I think has the feel of a bunch of friends being in a room together. But uh, now that things have have gotten to a point where we can finally, safely, actually record in our Rooster Teeth offices together,
1: it's like, I think it can only enhance this podcast. Absolutely. And I can have, I can like finally bring up images and just show them to you. I yeah, suppose yeah. like click the link. Okay, no no not that Discord channel. No this oh, and, and you so. can see all the faces that I make at you <laughs> for the next hour. And I can see you just like bored looking at your phone <laughs> while I'm describing things. That's good.
2: On the bright side, I can't sleeve baseball cards now
1: secretly <laughs> while I'm doing the podcast. Can't be making bat knobs. Yeah. Anyway, hi, everyone. It's good to see you. Uh, good to see you. Good. Hopefully, you're enjoying the podcast so far. This is episode number 21. We've done almost half a year of this, Jeff. Yeah. We had this thing prepped for so long. We kept teasing it forever. And so now we're we're already five months into this thing. And uh, I'm so happy with it. And the response has been great. You guys in the community, the annual pass community is absolutely fantastic. I know we hype you up every single episode, but it's because y'all are amazing. It is for a reason. Ben and I were actually
2: having a conversation 20 minutes before we started, before you got here, about just how incredible the response from the audience has been to this specific podcast and how it's become like a model internally, or it's becoming a model internally for, like, how to have proper and, and really robust audience engagement and have that that conversation back and forth. I think it's so strong in Annual
1: Pass. Yeah, and again, if you jump into the comments on Rooster Teeth for Annual Pass, please leave messages if you have any questions. If you just want to talk about theme park stuff, please do so. It's a great opportunity to do that. Also, our social accounts, you know, our Twitter, our Instagram, annual underscore pass, hit us up on there. We're always, you know, very active on there and talking to people as well. You will find friends very quickly in yes. those spaces. I yeah. promise you. Yeah, it's, it's something that... I I, again, I've talked about this before, but I feel like you kind of get what you give, and I like to think I'm giving as much positivity as I can. And I love theme parks, and the people who are responding to that stuff, they love theme parks too. So there's yeah. a good chance you're going to find someone you can kind of get along with.
2: And because everybody is different, and we all have our strengths and weaknesses, I don't have the ability to give positivity. So <laughs> what I'm doing is standing out of the way and not adding negativity.
1: There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's nice. You have other places the, you can... It's
2: the best I can do for you us. You can
1: shed your negative negativity elsewhere <laughs> on other podcasts. But uh, anyway, we got a good one today, Jeff. Yeah. We got have we got a fun episode today. Real quick before we get into it, we've got a follow-up from the last episode. Oh. Yeah. So the last episode we recorded was The Incredible Hulk, as you remember. Mm-hmm. Remember, And you didn't ride that, but you saw it. I wrote it with your daughter, Millie, yep. last time we were in Florida. So one thing that I was like, you know, I talked about it in a lot of exciting things. I asked, I asked Universal for information about, like, any, any Easter eggs and stuff. And then we recorded the episode, and then I went back and I checked. And by the time we had finished recording, a ton of people hit me up. We're like, <laughs> oh, by the way... Did you know the Incredible Hulk was featured in The House on Haunted Hill? The 90s movie with Jennifer Lopez. The 1999 film with apparently, uh, what, what's his name? Who's the Australian actor? Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. I had no idea he was in that. I, there's a lot. Of, the Lily, but, what's her face, was in that. But it, he's, it's, oh, yeah, wow, it's, there he is. Yeah, it's like straight up. It's like him. There's a, uh, where's my mouse? There He's you.
2: like a roller coaster or theme park yeah, owner. He's or he's like, oh,
1: he owns it, but he's like standing in front of the launch hill at in Incredible Hulk. And it's that like is- literally from yeah it's it's the the original incredible hulk which is wild to me and so I had no idea that was there, and so that's that's pretty cool. And you know, Incredible Hulk opened in 1999, so like this was. Oh, wait, yes, right? Yes, maybe I forget. All Honestly, right. Jack, that Easter egg might be the best part of that movie. That's <laughs> great book, though. Yeah, yeah, it's great it, Netflix series. Was Owen Wilson in that? Yeah, I believe so. Did his head get knocked off at some point? I think <laughs> I don't remember it being deheaded, but it's possible. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's like literally old school Islands of Adventure. Them, you know, it's straight up. The dude look is that the guy from Buffy? James Marsden? Yeah. Uh
2: I can't tell. But
1: there's there's some neat visual tricks here where it makes it look like there's multiple cars on the same track and is it Marsden or Marsters? I always get that confused. James Marsters, which I think is was he Cyclops? Cyclops is one and then so Marsden is the or vampire is spike. He, I don't know. And sometimes love interest of Buffy Summers. There you go. And yeah. then he did no no, they didn't do uh the show was Angel.
2: What Angel it, wh- was the spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Angel,
1: Angel was her
2: good vampire boyfriend. Yeah, brooding, dark. Didn't want to be a vampire. Kind of got sucked into the whole thing. Yeah, still a good guy. Spike was the vampire bad boy who uh, was a bad guy, but still had a heart of gold. And when it counted, at the very
1: end, he did the right thing. Okay, that's true. Don't know what the right thing is, but that's okay. Save the world. Oh, well, that is that is the right thing. Well, I mean, if he saves the world, it's not just specifically Buffy. I mean, right? Anyway, who cares? (laughs) What are we doing? Speaking of spooky and haunted things, we are recording this on September 2nd. You know what happens tomorrow, Jeff? I know I keep hyping this up, so I hope you remember at this point.
2: Uh, well, the podcast will officially be 21 episodes deep, so it can go drink a spiked butterbeer?
1: <laughs> I guess. I don't, is that how it works? If I know. If you're 21 know. weeks old, you can go <laughs> 21 drink... 21 episodes old. Yeah. No, tomorrow, September 3rd, so last week, if you're listening to this live, it was the opening of Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, right. Over in Florida. Our friends in uh, Universal Studios Florida have uh, launched Halloween Horror Nights and we're still figuring out if we can make it out there like they they've opened up an invitation to us we're just making sure that we can do it properly and you know and safely so Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we can make it out there for it. But uh, again, thank you very much to our friends at Universal who uh, opened up that invitation to us. So, so that's again. The,
2: and they have the ten haunted mazes, right? There are,
1: yeah, something like nine or ten haunted mazes. There's scare zones. Chucky's there now. There's there's so much cool stuff out there. And I've been watching uh, Tim Tracker has been going around. Midway Mayhem's been going around, showing off like them working on stuff. And now that it's opening, they had cast member previews two nights ago. And so now we're starting to see like images and stuff. And and it looks really really badass. So, so if so. we
2: can safely and successfully successfully. successfully navigate the
1: uh, very scary Delta variant maze, (laughs) we can
2: take part in
1: those. The the Austin Bergstrom Airport. So we've got The Haunting of Hill House, Beetlejuice, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bride of Frankenstein Lives, Hollywood Horror Nights, Icons Captured, Welcome to Scary, Case Files Unearthed, The Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin, Puppet Theater, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. So I think that's What do you think? All right. So let's just assume we're going to make it out there and see them. Okay?
2: Okay. Everything Goes Right, Knock on Wood, I did that, hopefully the podcast can hear it, makes it official, locks (laughs) in my answer. Hopefully we get to go, and we get to experience all ten of those. Okay. Right now, completely off the top of your head, looking at that list, which one do you think will be the scariest?
1: Scariest? Ooh. I've got a feeling The Haunting of Hill House might be freaky, because apparently, I mean, that's based on the, the series. I haven't watched the series. Because I'm I'm scared of scary things, mm-hmm. and so makes sense. You're, uh, you're gonna love this, and uh, so I know there's a lot. Like from what I understand about that show, it's a lot of just like eerie stuff. It's not like like boo, it's, but it's more like oh, it's just, psychological horror. Yeah, like skin crawling horror type yeah. stuff. And I that's the stuff that gets me more than anything. Like yeah. blood and guts, Eli Roth type stuff. Like whatever. Like oh, that's kind of I can I can sort of see the oh that's neat that model they've got there and the props they've got there. But as far as like actual like messing with your brain, that's what messes me up. Yeah, that Eli
2: Roth stuff, like that that kind of horror doesn't scare me as much as gross yeah, scare me. exactly. You
1: know? I find religious horror to be the scariest stuff. <laughs> so like, Exorcist Exorcist, you? oh my lord. Well, but, that's uh, how, that's uh, Hollywood, that's not in Florida. So. Yeah, but what's the list there again? Can I see it? I'm going to pick... You got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I right, right, uh, got right. Beetlejuice, I'm, I'm excited for Beetlejuice.
2: I'm going to pick, oh, th- and you're not going to believe,
1: you're not going to, I'm going to pick Puppet theater. I was going to say. I think puppet theater is going to be very scary. Yeah, puppets are freaky. Yeah. Puppets are freaky, so I got it. All right, well, fingers crossed we can make it out there. But that being said, if you're going out to Halloween Horror Nights right now, send us photos of you wearing your annual pass merchandise out at Halloween Horror Nights. I would love to see that. Especially if you dress up in a cool costume or something. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Jack is the uh, the leader of Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know if you know that. He's a pumpkin? Uh, he's a clown, actually. Oh. So uh, Jack is the uh, the creepy Eww. clown. He was the I think the first major original creation from Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights. Like a lot of times, we'll have like, oh, it, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, yeah. is hosting it, or Beetlejuice is hosting it this year. Jack was a character they created specifically for Halloween Horror Nights. So
2: that's not the clown from Twisted Metal.
1: No, okay. Okay. no, it's not. That's okay. Sweet Tooth, right? Is the I clown think so. Yeah, in, uh, which they have the Sweet Tooth Revenge. So. Anyway, yeah, so if you do see Jack, tell him I say hello and tell him all about Annual Pass (laughs) 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 and tell him to listen to it. So anyway, uh, but yeah, please send us your stuff uh, over at Annual underscore Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget, grab a shirt, grab a hat and, uh, you know, wear that around too. I love, I love, love, love seeing people sending us photos of wearing your Annual Pass merchandise. It makes me so very happy. Actually, yesterday we were streaming, uh, we were live streaming for Achievement Hunter, another place at work, and I had my annual pass hat on. And people were like, whoa, there's an annual pass hat? Like, yes, absolutely, we launched it during RTX, so grab an annual pass hat. And you don't just have to wear it to the theme park. No. I,
2: I wore my annual pass ringer shirt to the dentist last week, <laughs> and my dentist commented on it. Oh, so that's, uh, nice. that's a lovely shirt.
1: Actually, I have a meeting tomorrow about more annual pass merchandise. Uh, we have a, uh, I'll just say we have a poster coming out pretty soon, which is pretty incredible.
2: I am planning on attending that meeting tomorrow if I'm back from again the dentist. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> Where right. I have to go tomorrow morning.
1: Well, it's in the morning so yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's I think it's like 11.30. El- yeah, 11.30. Yeah. We canceled it yesterday. I asked to push it 30 minutes and they canceled it for you even though <laughs> you're not even going to make it tomorrow. So, anyway. What, they,
2: pushed, they canceled it for me?
1: Yeah, you were the only one who couldn't make it at 4 yesterday and then oh, they are like, yeah. oh, we'll move it to Friday Well, they, they said, let's move it to 3.30 and I said absolutely and you said no. That's nah, true. Well, I was working. I was working. Anyway. I was working. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it. So please send us your, your annual pass photos I love. It. And don't forget, if you see someone, I want a photo of two people in the wild both wearing annual pass merchandise high-fiving. Yeah. Like, like not planned out. But like, oh, my God, that person's also wearing an annual pass shirt. I want to see that for the first time. I don't know if we've seen that yet. If you see someone, say someone. That's what they say, right? <laughs> if you see annual pass, say annual pass. High-five so. hellos.
2: Maybe well, like an air high five. Yeah, the, the Demolition not Man. to touch people. Demolition
1: but. Man high five. There you the, go. You know, the close, the Rob Schneider high five. And there the you go. It's three perfect. seashells. So, Jeff... Enough talking about other stuff that's not today's topic. Okay. Let's talk about today's topic. I'm all about it, dude. I think it, part of it was just the
2: excitement of us being in the room together know, and I then know. getting to record together in person. So it's like... But, but you're right. You rein it in. Talk about what we're talking about. The
1: one thing I realize now is I don't have a clock to see how long we've been going. Typically, I try to keep an eye on it, but I, it's, it is right there. I think we're going about 12, 12 minutes, almost 13 minutes now. Of course, those will be edited down, so who knows how long we'll actually go. Four but minutes we just went for. Four minutes! Uh, anyway, Jeff, so today... We're going to talk about an attraction that you've been near the area of. <laughs> but you haven't actually ridden because it didn't exist when you were there. Oh, really? Yes. It's brand new? Well, no, but I'm. A, you haven't been to Epcot in a long time, right? Oh. You went to Epcot in 82 or 83, we, we determined. which Epcot Yeah, opened, whatever my mom said. Epcot opened 1982. So I went in probably 83. But that's the only time you've been there, right? Yes. Yes, yes, so yes. Do you remember an attraction called World of Motion? Sponsored by General Motors. I don't remember anything. Okay. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the fountains. Well, that's the uh, the opposite side of Future World. Okay. Uh, There was an area called World of Motion. It was like transportation throughout the years. We're not talking about that one today. We're talking about the the attraction that replaced it, Test Track, which is actually one of my favorite attractions at Disney World in all of Florida. I I love this ride. Test Track? Test Track. This is a high-speed vehicle coaster... Simulator, dark ride—it's—it's a, it's a mix of a lot of things, and it's actually a really, really cool attraction. It opened up March seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, and you know they like they do soft openings, will open up something like just to kind of get the bugs out. Typically, it's like a week or two beforehand, mm-hmm. right? They soft opened this December nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight, so it was four months worth of uh, soft openings. <laughs> a lot of tech issues with this guy getting through it. How much do you think? The cost of an attraction in the late 90s. In 1999, what it cost? Oh, $10 million. You were close. $300 million is the estimate on how was, much this thing cost. That was my second guess. You were off 30 times. Yeah, long. I was off about 30 times. Well, it was the 90s. I, oh, I didn't account for inflation. Yeah, yeah okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Top speed of this attraction, it is the fastest attraction in all of Walt Disney World, beating even Rock and Roller Coaster, which has that crazy launch at the beginning, 64.9 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Do you know why it is 64.9 miles per hour? Because it's illegal to be 65 miles an hour? 65 miles per hour is the top speed limit in all of Florida, and they didn't want to break that. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yep. Because they're based around, like, real vehicles, and so literally 65 miles an hour is the, at the time, the highest legal speed limit in all of Florida. I'm sure now there's tollways and stuff probably that'll probably, probably 80, beat yeah. it. But, yeah, so 64.9. They, they skate right underneath it. It was originally sponsored by General Motors and then got more specific, and now it's sponsored by Chevrolet, which is a division of General Motors. Yeah. But General Motors, kind of people don't think, like, you go, oh, I've got a General Motors car. It's like, what? It's like, oh, I've got a Chevy. It's like, oh, okay, I know what a Chevy is. And it also had a major refurbishment in 2012, where they kind of changed it up. That's also where Chevrolet took over, as opposed to General Motors. So, I mean, you know, a good 13-year run. And Did, now, it, did all the test cars become Camaros? <laughs> no, they actually, they all stayed the same. I want to say they were like Chevy Malibus or something. Think, all right. Or like based around that. I forget mm-hmm. the actual specific one. But uh, anyway, I've got some stuff here from Wikipedia about the sort of the creation of it. In November of 1995, Epcot announced that World of Motion would be transformed into Test Track after the attraction class Closed on January 2nd, 1996, day before my birthday. Everything inside the ride building was removed. Meanwhile, the elevated track was already being constructed on the outside of the building, part of the high-speed portion of the ride. Work outside the building began in the fall of 1995, while work inside the building began spring of 1996. So you actually go outside. You start inside, and then you work your way outside. There's a big, like, speed portion at the end. and actually kicks you out, and you go around in circles around the outside of the building. And it sounds really cool. Because you're sitting there and you're like, whoosh, my cars car is blowing by. Really? Yeah, it's really neat. The ride was scheduled to open 29 months after the World of Motion's closing in May of 1997. But after numerous problems arose, the ride opening was delayed by nearly two years. The cars used in the ride were designed to resemble the look of a test car that is used to go through multiple safety tests. Uh, Yeah, so basically... They had planned on opening up, but they encountered a ton of issues with it. You know what that tells me? What's that? $300 million wasn't enough. (laughs) You got to throw more money at it. Yeah. The first major problem they had was the wheels on the vehicle were actual tires. Like, they were actual, like, you know, normal tires you'd use on vehicles. Sure, like Firestone tires. Exactly. And they were getting tore up like crazy because most tires don't go from, you know, 0 to 65. They don't, you know, hard break. They don't make hard, sudden turns and stuff. And so they just ripped up these tires. Well, there's a reason why you have to change tires four times in an F1 match, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So imagine an F1 match going all day at Epcot. Yeah. So. They had a lot, a lot of issues with that and started sort of figuring that out. Also, they had a brand new computer system, which, you know, at the time, they hyped this up by saying there were enough computers and these cars to run the space shuttle, which my phone could run the space, yeah, shuttle. My watch <laughs> run the yeah, space shuttle. But at the time, that was the big hyping thing. But yeah, that's actually not a whole lot of technology. But at the time, you know, that was that a pretty big deal, and they had issues where these cars have tons of sensors in them to make sure none hit each other, they don't run into each other. And so they kept triggering, like, the fail-safes. Mm. And so in order to get capacity up where they could actually have this thing running and be, you know, uh, I guess, fiscally responsible, like, they could actually make it worth its value, they needed to have, like, 25 to 30 cars on the track at all times. And anytime they got more than six, it would shut down. So they're like, oh, that's not good. And so they had to keep reworking it. They eventually scrapped the original computer system, redid it, and eventually got to the point where now they can safely do about 29 vehicles on the same track at the same time. Typically runs about 25, though. So 25 vehicles, six people on each thing at the time. That's pretty impressive. I'm just trying to wrap my head around
2: the the amount of smart people required to determine... We've got to run this thing full time with 25 cars for it to make a profit, yeah. or to make it make enough of a profit for it to be a justifiable venture. That's a, that's smart people math right there. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, you got to think of capacity stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is a huge thing. You could have the coolest attraction on the planet, but if you can only run 100 people through it an hour, I mean, no one's it's, yeah. it's gonna you're gonna have lines that are six hours long, and, and you'll so. never you'll never recoup your investment. Exactly, yeah. and so that's why I'm always impressed by something like Velocicoaster. You know, like Velocicoaster now. You know, I'm the nerd who checks my phone constantly to see what wait times are. You know, still even even <laughs> when I'm not there. Velocicoaster, you know, they rehearsed and they practiced and they got it down to a science now where they can load and launch that coaster with people on it constantly. And yeah. like I, I I don't think I've seen a wait time more than ninety minutes for that attraction, which sounds like a lot, but for a brand new state of the art roller coaster, that is not much at all. And honestly, I'll tell you a secret too. A lot of times they'll throw higher numbers at the wait times than they actually are. So it'll say ninety minutes, but it might be like an hour. Really? Yeah, because then you get there, and you're like, "Oh, that was only an hour," and it's like, mm. "Oh, yeah," because they were making you feel like, "Oh, that we're actually going better than we actually." And so, little little theme park secret there for you. Mm. Yeah, that's my, my knowledge there. Uh, when when I worked at the Great Movie Ride, uh, we would have competitions in the park so to see who could lie to the customers the best about wait times. Not customers, but managers. So <laughs> what what happen happened was uh, every now and then it'd be like, "Oh, it's capacity week," and we see like who could get the most capacity in the park. Like how, how who could run the most uh, guests through your attraction in the least amount of time. And so there's turnstiles. At The Great Movie Ride, there were turnstiles where you would walk through and it would automatically count you. But, if you had someone in an ECV or a wheelchair, they'd go around the side and you have to manually count those people because they didn't go through a turnstile. So, the sneaky era of us at the, you know, cast members of the park would sit there, because you do rotations, and so the rotation with the, the turnstiles was the the bottom of the theater. Where it was like, you'd, you'd go through this big theater and there was like, you know, teasers of like movies coming up that you are going to see in the ride, and then the doors would open you'd go into the attraction. So, at the bottom there, there was this button that you could just add, you know, plus one to like get into the ride. So maybe the unscrupulous of us would just sit there and just hit that button nonstop over and over and over and over again. So for your 15 minute rotation shift, you'd be hitting that thing like, oh, an extra 18,000 people went through in my 15 minutes. And so like mathematically it was impossible. But hey, Great Movie Ride was always like top two, (laughs) top three, most capacity at uh, at Disney MGM Studios back in the day on those those special weeks. Don't tell anyone. I think we got some free pizza every now and then. But anyway, there's a little behind the scenes story for you. Again, from Wikipedia, even after its grand opening, the ride still suffered from frequent downtime. Although efficiency gradually improved shortly after its opening to improve capacity, the test track was one of the first rides. This is a really cool fact. It was one of the first rides at Disney Parks to employ a dedicated single rider line. So, why do you think that is, Jeff? I don't know.
2: I wasn't prepared for the question. A dedicated why? I don't know why would you have a dedicated single uh,
1: because people don't have friends. Okay, so when you go to a theme park, typically how many people are in your group? Four. There you go. So the, the issue was with this attraction, the cars had six seats in them. Oh, and so typically when people go to theme parks, they go in groups of four or two. It's kind of mathematically what it is. You very rarely have groups of three or five or you it's know, always even numbers. It's always even numbers. It seems like, and so these cars would hit seat six, and very rarely a group of four would want to split into three and one. So it'd usually be two and two. You'd have two empty seats that were you know because it's it's two rows of three. Mm. So you'd have two empty seats, and then it'd be like, oh well, we need to put someone there. I guess we'll descend it without them. So they added a single rider line to help with capacity. That's smart. This was one of the first attractions to do that. Now it seems like that's such a commonplace mm-hmm. thing in rides, pretty much anywhere now. And so, yeah, yeah pretty wild. Uh, what else it also then? makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's called packing. So you want you want to pack them in. So you want you want to get as many people as you can into rides just to get more people to experience it, and make the lines go quicker, and you know. But single rider is great. I love single rider.
2: And you know
1: that's why they're there. Yeah. yeah exactly. To so, ride the ride. You go ride those rides, man. So it was redesigned in 2012, given more of a futuristic kind of look. The original one was more of a test, like an actual test track thing. So you would walk in, the the actual queue, the opening of the queue in the original version, was uh, they had like different tests, like stuff you would you would see at a car manufacturing facility. So like, they would have the seat, and then have like a, a giant weight dropping on the seat, like, oh, we're testing the springs in the mm. seat, and it would just hit over and over again. Or, you know, like glass, it would show like how, you know, they could hit glass with certain things and wouldn't shatter, you know, don't tell Elon, but... Did it
2: have the crash test dummies from the 80s commercials? The crash test dummies were part of the ride, actually.
1: Really? And so, yeah, there you go. So, Ben's holding up a photo here. You can actually see oh, yeah. sort of the, uh, the sort of look of it. But it was very much the black and yellow stripes everywhere, and the car was made to look like a test vehicle, and you would kind of run through a bunch of different things. Some of this stuff has been taken out from the original attraction, so, like, there was a, a point where you go through, like, a temperature check which will, like, send you through freezing temperatures and then through, like, boiling temperatures, and you got, like, hot and cold all of a sudden. Not, not boiling or freezing, but hot and cold. They got rid of that in the reefer. Now it's this kind of crazy future modern thing. It's kind of... Supposedly they may have based it on Tron Legacy, you know, kind of like that sort of... the darker with the shiny bright lines, kind of like that Tron, the grid yeah, sort of world. Yeah. Personally, I like the original version more because it felt kind of, like, industrial and sort of dirty. But now it's, you know, it's all fancy and... Sleek and sleek. ...and slick modern and, and yeah. whatnot. So the redesign... You're testing four different things, which are capability, efficiency, responsiveness, and power. Okay. Ooh. And so one, one neat thing, actually, is uh, so now they used to have, like, a Q video where it would talk about, like, the test facilities and stuff. And uh, the dude from uh, Best in Show, all the Christopher Guest movies—God, I can't think of his name now off the top of my head— but. Anyway, there there was like a host of it where he's like, he's like, I I work for General Motors, and we're going to be testing on all these different things, you know, like his little ride queue videos, and it's all kind of goofy and stuff. They had that in there now, but now you actually, instead of a a, a pre-show video, you go and design a vehicle. And so oh. I don't know if right now during COVID is happening, but you would actually go design a vehicle and you could like do like, oh, I want more acceleration or I want more, you know, economy or I, I want to have even more wheels. So
2: people people are like, hit me with the more economy. That's what I want exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah. And so
1: and throughout the ride, I'll actually show you how your vehicle stands up to the other people's. Oh, so for like, oh, like the power area, if you had like a super accelerating vehicle, like maybe yours was the best. But it's like and the traction area, maybe someone else's was the best because yeah. it had better, you know, whatever. So that's kind of cool. And so uh, but yeah, but that's sort of the replace the the, the intro. Or the queue area now. Can you but, really feel that difference in the ride? I don't think so. I think it might be one of those things where, like, they tell you, "Oh, yeah, it's it's all different," but really, it's it's all the same thing over and over again. Yeah, um, I'm not 100 percent positive on that, but we might be able to talk to someone who knows a little bit more about it. That would be, yeah, I'd be interested in that. I don't know if it'll happen, but I've got an interview hopefully prepped. That we can ask this person about some stuff in the in the ride. So maybe if you, if you're listening and you hear them, that's great. And we, we made it happen. That would be cool. I love doing these annual class interviews. Yeah, yeah, it's all. a lot of fun. I, need, I want to get back to it. Like that. Yeah. Like I, I asked them recently. You know, I, I posted on Twitter. You know, what what's your favorite episode so far? So many people said the Jim Shell interview. So many people love that Jim Shell interview.
2: Yeah, I was thinking we should just uh, invite Jim to be a cast
1: member. Right? <laughs> have, me the, have me the third host of the show. I love it. All right, let's take a break real fast because I want to tell you about our sponsor today, which is Aliens Fire Team Elite. This episode of Annual Pass is sponsored by Aliens Fire Team Elite. Get excited because Aliens Fire Team Elite is here. Set 23 years after the original Alien trilogy, Aliens Fire Team Elite drops your Fire Team of Hard Marines into a desperate fight to contain an evolving xenomorph threat. In this heart pounding cooperative third person survival shooter game, you and your teammates will face off against waves of terrifying xenomorph and the Waylon Utani synthetic foes across a series of replayable story campaigns. Wayland yutani say that a bunch of times fast. You'll have to master team strategy to survive extraterrestrial threats as they overrun your fire team from every angle and strike from darkness with uncanny ferocity create and customize your own colonial marine choosing from an extensive variety of classes weapons gear and perks plus you'll experience stunning visuals and effects iconic enemies and new storylines that evoke and expand upon the blockbuster films I love this game because there is a support class. There is a proper support class in there. You need to check it out. It's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. Now, Aliens Fireteam Elite is available for purchase on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S or X for $39.99 and for $69.99. And it's Deluxe Edition. Free upgrades from current gen consoles, PS4 and Xbox One, to next gen consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S are available as well. Thank you very much, Aliens Fire Team Elite, for sponsoring this episode. I love when we get video games sponsoring our stuff because I love video games, and this is a really good one. You should check it out. It's seriously a lot of fun. It's a great game, and you know, it helps us if you support the show. So let's get back to the episode. Well, Jeff, now, would you like to ride with me on Test Track, the 2012 refurb of it, at Epcot right now? Please. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump right onto the vehicle. I, right? I want to dial it up, pure power, baby. All right, you ready, Jeff? Yeah. All right, here we go. Jeff, <laughs> we're here at Epcot. We're at test track. Why are you yelling? We're in the line. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just I'm so excited. We're gonna ride on the fastest ride in all of Magic Kingdom. I've heard about that. It is or, uh it, Walt Disney World, not Magic Kingdom. It's oh,
2: 64.9 miles. How'd you learn per that? Hour? You told
1: me. Oh, that's right, I did tell you. Hey, so we we've already made our way through the queue, uh mainly because I forget what the queue looks like now.
2: And, <laughs> and the, it's just pictures of Sammy Hagar shaking his head. Yeah, but we no.
1: went through did you design your vehicle, Jeff? I did, I went for pure power. You went for pure I went for pure economy. <laughs> <laughs> lots of wheels and lots of fuel efficiency on mine. All right, Jeff. Um, so there's only two rows, six seats. Where, where do you want to sit? Five front row. Front row, of course. Yeah, of all course. right. So I'll let you take the middle, so you can be right in the center of it all. Okey okay. Dokey. All right. So we're gonna get in. Where you buckle up. You make sure you reach over and buckle that that strap. Is it just a lap strap as well? It is. It's an actual like seatbelt buckle, like a proper seatbelt type thing. No, okay. no shoulder restraint though. It's just the lap. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, okay, we're okay. Are we doing,
2: are we doing flips? No flips,
1: no okay, flips okay. in this okay. one. All right, okay. Jeff, we're going up. We're going up the hill. Okay, so now we're just waiting in line. Okay, cast member's checking. He's like, make sure your seatbelt's okay. Your seat belt okay, Jeff? Yeah, it feels okay. What kind of car am I in? What does this look like? It's a test vehicle, Jeff. Okay. It's convertible. It's nice and blue, and it's a Chevrolet, so you know it's good. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, very fancy. It's all, like, futuristic. Okay, Jeff, I can see in front of us, we've got this crazy, like, portal thing. We're gonna go in, and we're gonna immediately go through. Jeff, we're going up a little ramp thing! Okay. Ooh, it's, all, it's fancy. Look at these crazy, like, technology Are we clicking? No, no, no clicking, no clicking. We're just actually, you can actually follow along now, too. Oh
2: my god, this is so much better. This
1: is so much better. So now, okay, we're going up a ramp. Okay. Okay, now we're up, and we're gonna do some sharp turns, Jeff. Leave uh, to the right, Jeff! Okay. Whoa! What are we testing here? Look at this, uh, we're testing Right turnability? Look, oh, look at this, it's all modern, there's like circuitry and stuff around us. It's like the, Ooh. I feel like it's like close
2: encounters, they're trying to communicate with us via light show. Oh,
1: look at, look at these projection stuff, it's all about technology and motion. World of motions. Spoiler, I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Alright, Jeff, first off, we're gonna test the traction of our tires. Okay. And see, cause you know you gotta have good anti-lock brakes. You ready? Yeah. We're gunning it. We're gonna Whoa, whoa, with no anti-lock brakes, we slid oh, around, Jeff. Wow. Whoa, <laughs> we, we slid. We slid, okay, now, now we'll turn the ABS on, Jeff. Okay. ABS is fancy term for yeah. anti-lock braking system. You ready to do it again? Uh, I'm ready to it. Okay, we're gonna go again. we're gonna gun it again, but this time. Our brakes will work properly. Here we go! Whoa! Ooh. We're speeding up, Jeff. We're speeding up like a little fast. Whoa! We'll slow down. Whoa. Was that lightning? There's lightning there, Jeff. Okay, we've moved on. We're moved on. Now we're now. Oh, look at that! Oh, that! Look at that beautiful little skyline in the background over there, Jeff. This looks like a GTA map. Well, remember that skyline? I'll talk about that in a little bit, okay? All right, we're just going around. Look at it; it's so fancy. And like, oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna go to the right. We're, okay, we're now we're testing. I don't know what we're testing here, but we're getting sprayed by mist. It. <whistles> it looks like we're going through a time portal of some kinds. It's, it's mist of some nature. I Is think that a? Star Stargate? I think they're maybe they're testing the capabilities of the car if it could withstand heat. Oh look, we're testing the the aerodynamics. We can see like the wind blowing oh, off of us. That's very cool. Is that real Pretty or fake? I think it's real. I think it's fake, but it looks real. Okay. Yeah, it does. Ooh, I can see now like this is I guess where the paint would go maybe. This is, yeah, now we're in a map in Halo One. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, electric trees, Jeff. Electric trees. Don't touch the trees. They're on Laser fire. Laser trees. All right, Jeff. Uh, electric gonna, fire. Now we're gonna see how we handle with all these these sharp turns. Ooh, left and then we're going to the right. It's so crazy. Like. We're it's like we're in the grid. How,
2: how fast would you say we're going right now? Uh, right now,
1: probably about 25 Feel, miles an hour. It around. feels
2: like about 25 miles an hour. Yeah, but
1: still we're- fairly, we're fairly safe. Whipping around left and right, Jeff. Okay, now watch- Oh, electric trees! I love the electric trees. More about the trees. More to the right. Oh, we're up so high, too. It just feels- It's so much fun. Wee! Watch out for the dip. Oh, whoa, uh, a little dip. Oh, a little dip there. Are you okay? How's your uh, belly? I'm feeling alright. Uh well, you know. <laughs> how much? Jesus! That truck came out of nowhere and we avoided it. Very well it was very close, very close. And now you can see there's there's like this the screen here. You can see how you well you did. Like based on everyone else, you know, like on oh, uh, your we, vehicle. We, this is our hug. Efficiency, responsiveness, and now power. Jeff, we've gotta test power. You know how we test power, yeah, Jeff? Uh you, pedal the metal. Pedal the metal, Jeff, here we go! Oh, there's a wall in front of us, Jeff! Oh my ah. god! Oh, right. it opened up. Ooh. Now we're we're outside. outside! We're outside, Jeff, and we're gunning it! Whee!
2: Dude, look at how much fun the guy in the videos is Oh, hard hard Banking
1: right now. Okay, we're gonna bank left, Jeff. Ready? Whoa! Now look, look. Can you see the thing? There's a circle in the middle, Jeff. There's a big target in the middle. Whee! I can't. I can. Yeah. It's in the test track logo. Okay, we're cutting around. Now we're gonna go as fast as we can, Jeff. And there's a speedometer. to will actually tell you how fast we're going. Here we go! Whee! 64.9. Ah, oh, nice. I bet we can feel the breeze. I bet it's Ye-yong. great. We're going around the front of the building now. We're still banking left. Ye-yong. It's like, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament, <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> All right, okay, we're gonna slow down a little bit, Jeff. Oh my gosh, we did it. Oh, whew. that was fun times. Now we're gonna slow down. We're gonna go back inside the building, down a little ramp, Jeff, and we're pretty much done with it. Oh, How was your experience? You feeling good? That was insane, dude. I went
2: through uh, a GTA map, I went through Tron, Yeah. I went 87.9, I went back in time, I went through a Stargate. 64 point. Um, yeah, I went through the, I think I went through Silent Cartographer was the halo <laughs> map?
1: I don't know, it was crazy. We, we, we skirted by Blood Gulch there. Uh, oh. And then we're back to the loading station. Jeff, we're going to get out of the vehicle now. Uh, stretch our legs, and of course, we get to walk through the gift shop. Which side end. do we do? We walk out the other side. Yeah, you walk out. I think oh, the left yeah, I love side. How maybe. That works. I, I think I'm not. Positive. And
2: then we can buy tests. You can buy test track stuff. There for a while
1: gear. there was actually a goofy that was made to look like a test track dummy for a bit, which oh, was pretty cute. cool. But yeah, and then of course, you know, you can see all the different Chevrolet products as well. And they have them like all it's like a like a showroom, like a car you, show. Could you buy a car there if you wanted to? I don't I dropped know. Could I drop down a deposit on a new Corvette? I want to say they actually had like brochures about the vehicles and stuff like, initially where I was yeah. like, oh, you can you know, take a look at our new ride. And they would replace them, you know, all the time. But yeah, I I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been on test track, unfortunately. Because it's typically a long wait. And yeah. So usually at Epcot, I'm like, oh, this is we'll wander around and take your time with it. I gotta say, dude, it's a very—I've never been able to watch along,
2: yeah—through uh, a telling, and it is a very cool looking ride. Like you were—you oh, yeah. were, nailed it when you said it was kind of Tronish.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's—it's yeah. it's really neat, actually. It's—it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I really like the ride. It's one—it's one of my favorite rides at Epcot. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a—I'm a Mission Space kind of guy. I love Mission Space just because that's classic. It feels like, you know, Walt wasn't around when they made it, but it feels like Walt's fingerprints are kind of on that ride. You know. And so they're about to redo it, and hopefully they don't mess around with it too much. But anyway, I like non IP generated rides.
2: Yeah, that's that's what
1: I'm learning as I'm going through this
2: journey with you. Yeah, I I mean, I like I like stuff that's like, oh yeah, the Incredible Hulk or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. That's cool. I love those properties, but it's kind of cool to see just pure creativity that isn't tied to a property.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, it seems like more and more rides are are going to be themed around you know products or properties or IP. Even like you know the Norway ride at Epcot was you know. It was it was trolls and it was themed around Norway. Now Mm -hmm. it's all about frozen, which is it's a cool ride, it's really neat. They use the same kind of technology and I mean it's literally the same track. Yeah. But it's like some of the animatronics are great. But it's like, oh it's okay, it's just frozen, you know. So it's like I guess, you know, there's Anna and Elsa and, and Sven and Olaf, but I do. I, I appreciate the original IP stuff, and yeah. so yeah. But that's Test Track for you. That that is the uh, the ride of Test Track, the walkthrough of Test Track. Uh, I've got some fun facts here, Jeff. Okay. So from the inside the Magic YouTube channel, I pulled down some fun facts about Test Track. So uh, Test Track replaced the World of Motion, and it's hard to see in that video there, but the logo for World of Motion is all over the place. Really? So the World of Motion logo. Um, do you remember uh, for Extra Life, a charity thing we did two years ago? We had a Pin yeah. was, like, a little ball. It was like it was a moon ball thing we had. It has, like, little kind of motion lines behind it. Mm-hmm. That is basically the World of Motion logo. Oh, <laughs> we, really? Yeah, like, uh, so Tony, who helped, who helped design the Extra Life stuff, he's a huge theme park nerd, too. So I told him, like, World of Motion, he goes, I got it! And so he designed it kind of based off that. And so, But
2: different enough to be wholly oh, yeah. original. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: so there's the World of Motion logo right there. Oh, yeah, way different. You can actually see it now at Epcot, they've redone the front of the park, and they have some of the classic flags that have the original logos, and the World of Motion logo's there. That is a very nice, that's very, like, Aaron
2: Draplin-esque.
1: Kind yeah, of yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things that, like, in the 80s was new and original and very cool, kind of that retro-modern look, mm-hmm. and then got stale in the 90s, early 2000s, but now it's returned to, like, kind of coolness mm-hmm. again, so we're sort of seeing that stuff pop back up in Epcot. So they got rid of a lot of that stuff, but now it's starting to come back, which That's is... cool. I appreciate So that logo is all over the place. It's on signs in in Test Track. It's on trash bins. It's hidden in the ride at various places as well. And you wouldn't know it if you didn't know it. No, no. just like, oh, that's kind of a cool looking logo. That crazy city we saw when we were going through, uh, you know, when we were in the attraction, there was that sort of modern looking future city. Do you remember seeing that thing? Yes. So that's called Center Core, which is based off of a part of the World of Motion attraction. Oh, really? So they actually kind of lifted like a small bit of it and sort of redesigned a thing to make it look like the World of Motion attraction, which is kind of cool. Nice little Easter egg for those of you who might, uh, you know, appreciate the old school World of Motion. That is very cool. There is a sign at one point that says, turn right to go left. Do you know what that's from? (laughs) Turn right to go left. and I do not know. It's from Cars. It's a thing said in the movie. I want to say Paul Newman tells that to Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. At one point, like when they're banking, whatever. Was like, if you turn right, it'll make the car slide left or something. So mm. turn right to go left is actually lifted from cars, which is kind of neat. That is cool. Um, this is neat. I don't know if this is true or not, but at, at one point, so that truck that shows up... The one that tried to kill us? Yeah, the, yeah. the one that tried to kill us. So in the original version of it, it was just a full-blown like 18-wheeler, and you could see the whole thing. Now it's kind of that sort of like laser modern thing. Yeah. There was a driver behind the wheel of the truck who was like, you know, freaking out or whatever, <laughs> Supposedly, it was a cutout, like a, a cardboard cutout of LBJ, <laughs> the former president, Lyndon Baines Johnson, and it was Why? just like a flower shirt on. I don't know if that's true or not. Ben, if you want to look that up, that's I saw Why? that in a thing, and I'm like, I, I, I haven't seen a photo of it or anything. But yeah, apparently it was LBJ in like a, a flower, like a Hawaiian shirt. And so uh, now apparently there is a test dummy inside of there, but whether or not you can see it, I don't know. It looked really dark on on the video we watched. Local uh, Central Texan LBJ. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And then when you go outside, so once you burst outside of the building and you start spinning around, uh, there's some signs out there. There's a World of Motion sign. Uh, there's also one sign that says FN2BFRE, which is, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Fixin' to be free. Be free. Or be free. Like born to be free. I, I don't know what it is. But anyway, it's the name of the song from World of Motion. So whatever the fn 2 Free," that was the song from World of Motion. So they made a sign on that, which is kind of cool. Once you get off the attraction, there's murals of like vehicles and stuff, kind of like crazy modern stuff. If you look at the tires of one of the murals, kind of this weird future car, it says Wed Performance, which is Walter Elias Disney. Performance. Yeah. So they snuck a little Wed logo in there. That's cute. And also, there's one mural that has a bunch of crazy text, and it looks like HTML. And if you type in everything it says on the screen, it'll show a Mickey. So it's like a an HTML hidden Mickey. Are you serious? Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Have you done it? I have not. I didn't even know about that until I was looking up this thing. So Inside the Magic showed that stuff, which is pretty cool. Also, Test Track is the fastest attraction at Disney. It's also the longest attraction at Disney. It's like 30 feet short of a mile. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. It was one of the first single-rider attractions. Talked about that. The cars each travel about 50,000 miles a year. So that's a lot of oil changes, I would say. The original plan for the vehicles was to go 95 miles an hour, and then they lowered it down due to wear and tear that the vehicles would experience, and also the whole legal limit of speed.
2: What is the fastest... Roller coaster. Did there's the that one like we've talked about there's it.
1: the one in in japan that been found it goes like zero to 120 in like two seconds okay. or something okay so um also a lot of people we mentioned that it's like the don don or something uh, a lot of a lot of people mentioned that or like been sending me links to a story about apparently people on that traction have had broken bones because of how fast it goes Jesus. apparently it's broken like it's like broken bones on four people so we gotta ride nope. that thing at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, drink, drink my milk first. And also, the whole thing is hurricane proof as well. So it can withstand winds up to 200 miles an hour, because you know Florida's in hurricane yeah. alley, and so they they prep for it. So there you go. But that's it. That's pretty much all of the uh, cool information I have about Test Track. So uh, yeah, any 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 final thoughts, Jeff, about Test Track? It was way more interesting than I initially <laughs> thought when you said it was a test track. Yeah, it was very it was very cool. I will say one neat thing. So I don't know what, where it is now, but of course, there's ride photos on this ride, right? Uh huh. The original ride photo. So this one is like the power area, and you gun it, and it goes to a wall, and like it, it opens up. In the original version of the attraction, so you're seeing all the different sort of tests happening to the vehicle and stuff, and then you get to a crash test, and there was literally, like, a smashed vehicle. And it's like, all right, we're going to try a crash test now, and it lines you up with a wall with, like, a target on it. And you're like, oh, my God. And then it guns it, and before you get to the wall, obviously, it opens up, and then you go outside. But still, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. The photo was taken right before the wall drops. (laughs) So it's like this this bird's-eye view of the car as you're, like, just gunning it towards the wall, and on the floor next to the track is actually a hidden Mickey done in like in in rope or like or some sort of cable or something. And so when you get your ride photo, you can see the hidden Mickey there. And oh, that's so cool! I've got some photos from test tracks. So I'll scan a few in, and we can actually post those along with uh, with everything else over on our Instagram. So that's pretty cool. One of my favorite uh, ride photos ever. How many ride photos would
2: you say you have in your collection?
1: Oh, God. Probably somewhere between 75 and 100, I would And say. do you, you have them all consolidated, like, in a folder? I've got, I've got, like, a bag full of yeah. them. Of course. Okay. I mean, now, so the thing is now, I mean, those are physical prints. But a lot of I'm them are digital, about. too. Most of them now are all digital. So, uh, you know, like at Disney and at, at Universal, you can go get a photo pass where literally it's like you have a barcode or a QR code. And then you take a photo on a ride and you scan it and it just adds it to your collection or your, your Magic Band and adds it to your Magic Band. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, annual passes, Disney announced annual passes are coming back. They, you can now buy annual passes again. That's a whole thing. And they've got new tiers of annual passes. This is after that, uh, that whole genie thing? We went yeah, through? yeah, yeah. So okay. Yeah, so separately from that, one interesting thing now, um, there's a lot of stuff with the annual pass that you now have to pay additional for. Of course. So, like, for me, my annual pass was, like, $1,200, I want to say. Per, per person, yeah, yeah. but that—that's okay. the—that's the no blackout dates. Uh, I want to say I got free parking with it. I got photo pass with it. I got all the stuff with it. Yeah. Now you have to pay an additional ninety nine dollars for the photo pass. That doesn't come with it for free anymore. Mm. I think parking might be free. I'm not a hundred percent on that, mm. but it seems like more and more stuff. There's like tacking more and more things on there, and it's like Disney. What are you doing, man? Like. Oof. So anyway, well, that'll be a whole other episode. We can get into that. I know a lot of people have been talking about that in the comments, which has been pretty good. See this nice discussion about like magic, you know, the genie plus system, and and see how people are reacting to it.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm
1: still not entirely sold on it. It definitely feels like a lot of things are are still this kind of being like they're nickel and diming you, and it's like I don't I don't appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I, I, that that kind of sucks. I wonder if it's a. Uh... I don't know if it's like a necessary evil because of just trying to maintain profitability through the difficulties of COVID or what. But it's one of those things too where like, when you increase those fees, even if it's for a temporary reason, they never get yeah, reset. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. when like, the it'll, crisis it'll, is over, it'll
1: be a tollway until we pay for the road, and it's always a tollway. That was way.
2: all. When <laughs> I lived in New Jersey for like three years and or two years, and that's all anybody talked about. Yeah. yeah.
1: So my sister just texted me. Uh, so my sister has uh, my my two nephews. You know, they're younger, but I guess uh, my sister said we listened to the beginning of the Hulk episode today on the way to school. And uh, my nephew says he would like to write it now. Oh, so that's cute. He's he, he's. I think he's probably tall enough to write it, but it's definitely it's
2: pretty intense. Coaster, so. well if he's not he will be
1: <laughs> at some point i hope yeah and jeff we have a very special treat today are you excited for this is it funnel cake no it's not a funnel cake but it's the next best thing we actually have an interview with oh. a cast member who worked at test track oh that's the thing we're talking about yeah that's that's the the whole point of the episode so jeff let me introduce you to tracy hi tracy how are you today
3: thanks so much for uh taking the time to talk with me
1: Absolutely. And from what I understand, we actually snuck you away on your lunch break for your job right now. So that's that's good. That's
3: fine. You know, I'm just talking to myself in my car. No big deal.
1: <laughs> that's nice. So you worked at Test Track in the spring and summer of 2017, right? Yes, correct. Awesome. Okay, so first and foremost, what are all of the secrets of Test Track that we don't know about?
3: <laughs> Beast of a ride. Uh, there's actually a lot behind the scenes that you don't see. There's a huge team all at once working on test track. There's a lot of the mechanics that are very interesting. We actually have a full mechanic team, a full mechanic yard that are maintaining those cars actually on a day to day basis.
1: How many mechanics do you have like in in the back working on that stuff?
3: I know there's a main mechanic. I wish I remembered his name, but he definitely I think (laughs) like a team of five people, you know, those cars and test track have a lot of maintenance that can be a little finicky. And so they do really you know keep those up to date and running um, to mm-hmm. keep the ride going
2: how many total cars are there
3: i believe there's about 31 cars give or take just depending when the ride's operating they normally have about 25 i think they can go up to 29 at one time but they usually keep spares because if people throw up or things like that we got to swap <laughs> them out with the new ones does that happen Yes, I mean being at Epcot when people are drinking all day, we got a lot of drunk yeah. people who would throw up on the ride.
1: <laughs>
2: Do they have to replace them? Not not like temporarily, but like they just wear out, and you have to like you like a real car wears out, and you, and you have to just put a new one in.
3: Eventually, I think they're still on the same cars, more or less that they started with. Those cars are meant to last, oh. I think, up to a million miles. Oh. So I mean, they go through about fifty thousand a year, but like I said, they have the maintenance constantly going through them. So I think it's still the same car is just constantly being updated and, and changed to keep them flowing.
2: So there are 31 of these cars in existence in all of the world. And there is one main mechanic who knows how to work on them. That <laughs> dude or lady, that person has a tremendous amount of power.
3: He, you know, he's such a cool guy. When I first started working at Test Track, we basically did a tour of behind the scenes and we met with him and he opened the trunk and opened the front and actually showed us like the workings inside of the car. Yeah, he's a master. And actually, there's technically 32 because there's a car that's up in front of Test Track that's like in their little soda pool area. That's actually one of the cars that used to be in the ride.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm assuming all the mechanics and stuff are taken out of it at that point?
3: Yes. I think there's a story around how that one got there. I don't know how true it is, but that's what they told us when we were there that during original testing, that car flew off the track. <laughs> um, it actually landed out in the parking lot, and so it was an empty, you know, bones of the car. And so they, you know, painted it and fixed it to be up front on display.
1: Oh wow! I want that to be true so much. So, okay, <laughs> w- one thing that uh, that we, we uh, when I did my research on it, I was looking through some like trivia and facts about test track. Yes. One of the things was the pickup truck, or not the pickup truck, the 18-wheeler in the ride, the one you swerve to avoid. Supposedly it has a test track dummy in it now, but before that, somewhere said that it had a cutout of LBJ inside, the former president LBJ. Is that true or is that just absolutely crazy?
3: We never learned about that um oh. it does not surprise me there's a lot of jokes that happen behind the scene at test track so if that was there i 100 percent believe it <laughs> i was there post remodel so i know when i was there there was a dummy in it but that would not surprise me whatsoever that the uh The owners and the builders of the ride would put something silly in there.
1: Okay, okay. Now, as far as, like, hidden stuff, so we know of a few, um, there's a lot of World of Motion, like, old logos and stuff hidden throughout the ride. And back before the refurb, there was the hidden Mickey on the ground next to the photo in, like, the crash wall. Now, are mm-hmm. there any other hidden things in the uh, the attraction that we should know about or keep an eye out for?
3: There is one part near the end of the ride when you're, they're kind of going and scanning the car for efficiency. It mentions like the WED number at the end. and It actually just stands for Walter Elias Disney. So they just uh-huh. threw that in, obviously, as a little note to Disney. One thing, too, I mean, a lot of the old parts of the ride, even like pre-remodeled Test Track, is still there. It's just covered up by walls. So a lot of the old ride can still be seen if you're ever in there with the lights up because um, hmm. it just was never removed.
1: That's crazy. I guess that's true. And I know like Spaceship Earth, there's stuff, or there, at least there was stuff in there from the original version of it that they just would paint over or whatever. So that's that's yeah, kind of wild. No. They, they can't be bothered to take it out of the actual attraction. No. <laughs> so Tracy, earlier you said that
2: it's a large team kind of behind the scenes that works on yes. Test Track. Do you have any idea ballpark how many people are dedicated to that ride
3: let me do a quick count of how many i would estimate in terms of just cast members operating it definitely at least 20 you know at Uh, one uh, given time at positions around there i mean there are so many like positions that you're in constant rotation yeah even ones you don't necessarily see that are up in the tower just overseeing things i mean there's always even two managers You know, on on call at all times, because it's such a big ride, they actually had one of the Epcot managers in general was always kind of hanging around that ride, too, because Test Track was such a beast. Wow.
0: That's
1: wild. So, like, I'm assuming there's cameras all over the ride, right? Anytime you got a fast ride where people can try to do shenanigans, you're keeping an eye on them, right?
3: Yes. And so in the tower, they have cameras that you can pretty much see. All the ride, they have sensors, you know, that they can sense where all the cars are at once. And um, they're definitely watching that because the ride breaks down a lot. I have a lot of stories about that, but (laughs) there have been times when the ride stops and people take it upon themselves to get out of the car and just start wandering around.
2: Oh, man. What happens when they do that?
3: Um, They actually get in serious trouble. They can actually get kicked out of the park. We have a lot of reports and we catch them on camera. Oh, they kind of sit down. Yeah.
2: So kicked out of the park trouble, not it's
1: a felony trouble. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> no, um, I think they'd have to probably do a little bit more than that. But
1: yeah, okay, good to know. So what happens like when the ride, if, you know, if the ride goes one-on-one, if it shuts down with, with, you know, guests on there, what happens to everyone? Especially if you've got 29 vehicles on the track, I imagine they're scattered throughout the building. You're, That's like 100 people. Right?
3: Yes. If I recall, there are about five or six different evacuation teams. So all the main people who are in the main like, station of the ride, basically you run up to the main tower um, and... You grab keys to access different parts of the ride, and then we would have to run out. You know, the worst is the people have to run out to the farthest loop of the track, but physically mm-hmm. run there ourselves and evacuate everybody off uh, through kind of behind the scenes and like VIP tunnels and things like that.
1: So you'd actually, you, you would run along the track to get to the vehicles on that on that back loop.
3: Yes, I never, I always got <laughs> to the tower first, so I did not have to pick that one. I would choose the- <laughs> They have like single evacuations sometimes too, if only one car is a problem. And I don't like heights. You're running along like three stories high without like a railing or anything. It's not for me. But yeah, oh, wow. they you physically have to, you are taught to run to these people and then you have to, you know, stop and catch your breath and calmly evacuate them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they're probably freaking out at that point too, because you know, when stuff happens, it's not supposed to.
3: The first thing is everyone takes their phone out, which is understandable, but like we have to tell them, please put your phone away. And then if they don't speak English, you know, it's like sign language. Please put your phone away because it's a safety issue. The track has huge safety problems on it. You know, mm-hmm. when people are being evacuated that you. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot. People are so excited actually to be evacuated most of the time. But, you know, it's kind of serious and you have a really quick time limit to get them off.
2: Wow. How often would you say you had to do that?
3: I think I had about 16 evacuations during my time working there. It's quite frequent. The ride can't operate in any sort of rain. So normally if we see rain coming, they'd shut it down in time. But like if it starts downpouring, you know, you have to evacuate the ride. If any of the sensors along the ride are triggered, you have to evacuate it. So it's actually test track is a very fidgety ride that it, it breaks down and is shut down quite a lot.
1: So what what are some of your more wild stories that you can tell us that you that won't get you in trouble? Any anything interesting?
3: Yes, I actually had to hit the emergency stop for test track. Ooh. Yes. And so that's actually not very common because that emergency stop, you know, you learn about it in training and it's, you know, the big red button. Don't touch it unless you need to. Mm -hmm. And I was in the station and people enter on the passenger side and exit the driver's side of the vehicle. And this little kid, he was probably like eight or nine, who was by himself. He exited on the wrong side and went to cross the track. Now, the way the track works at Test Track is that there's a big like one foot gap in the center because it's kind of like a slot car, the way the cars maneuver. And there are bus bars under there that are very powerful and are powered and are very dangerous. So if anyone crosses the track, we have to hit the emergency stop because if he were to trip or fall like you know it could seriously injure or even kill somebody you know uh, it's very dangerous like rule number 1 don't cross the track and so one time a kid i watched me cross the track i instinctively hit the button you know i was freaking out <laughs> and so i shut down you know a multi million dollar ride over one little kid <laughs> and i actually had to like interview with managers and like leads of the park, because I was the only one who saw it other than cameras, and like claimed that I didn't just hit the button to stop the ride, you know, I was very really nervous and they sent me home for the rest of the day. Wow. Yes.
1: So when you hit an e stop like that, I mean that's that's the, the big red button, does that just hard stop anyone on the track? Like
3: it hard stops. So if you're at the part where you're going about sixty five miles per hour and you're at that angle up front, you're stopping within seconds. I mean there are a oh. lot of brakes in this car and you are slamming to a stop.
2: Ooh. That kid better grow up to cure cancer or be president (laughs) or something. After that, you know what?
3: We tried to stop him because we're supposed to stop them when they do that. You know, to give him a talking to, and he booked it. So I don't know. he, He knew he did
1: something. Oh man. That's pretty wild. So do you ever have any like unruly guests like I know, you know, the the single rider line is there, which is one of the first single rider lines we learned about. And so do you ever have people like trying to sneak in like a couple on the single rider line or like any weird interactions with guests?
3: Absolutely. I mean, that point. So that's called merge when you're right there and you're kind of merging single rider with everyone else. That is one of the positions in Disney. I'm you're allowed to be stern because (laughs) it has it's very like timing wise with Test Track. If you're going too slow and people aren't getting on, it'll break the whole ride. So you have to get people moving and stirring. So, so many people go into that single rider line thinking, oh, I can just tag along with my friends. Or, you know, they bring their eight-year-old child thinking that they can go along with them. And, you know, that was probably one of the most unpleasant parts of working at Disney is having to yell at those people because, you know, they thought they could just bypass an hour line and still ride with their kids. So definitely a lot of unruly guests. I mentioned earlier a lot of drunk people come through kind of hopping over bars, you know, getting their hands up, trying to stand up during the ride. People with their selfie sticks, we had to take away their selfie sticks if they had those, which was very Mm -hmm. common.
1: But Sounds like Jack again. Yeah, I'm sorry. That That was my bad. My bad. (laughs) <laughs> there was a run of selfie sticks like it seemed like everyone had selfie sticks for a good like you know one year period there i don't know what happened to them
3: we had a bin of selfie sticks from the ride and basically <laughs> we would send it to the front and if they wanted to get their selfie stick back at the end of the day they could but it was so many Man.
1: i think they're all at the bottom of the ocean now right <laughs> yeah awesome well so <laughs> any other cool like easter eggs or anything we should look out for when because uh, jeff has never been on test track before not that i know of Yeah, Yeah. so when we take them there to ride it, what's the biggest thing you should look out for?
3: Biggest thing is make sure you design a good car. So a big part of Test Track is you can actually have a design process where you create your own car that's going through like a series of tests. You know, you kind of get bragging rights if you get the best car of the day. They display it at the exit. So if you really want to make a good car, and I would go to the exit, you can design a car there and take your time. And the secret is, you actually want to make a car that just kind of looks like a car. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, like, people want to like create these really cool, like drag-looking cars, and sadly, like the best cars are just like the most boring car-looking cars. But they do the best; they perform the best if you if you care about the points.
1: But the actual design of the car—I mean, spoiler—it doesn't really affect the ride at all, right? Like, it, if I design something super fast, that won't change up how the ride goes.
3: No. So, sadly, spoiler—it is the same ride for each oh, okay. person. But as you're going through it, it displays, with the other people in your car, displays who did the best in a series of categories. They test, like, capability, efficiency, responsiveness, and, like, power. So, I mean, if you want to, like, beat your friends and just say, (laughs) hey, I designed, I have the greatest design capability, um, you can see how it goes. But, yeah, technically the ride is still the same for each person, more or less.
1: Okay, so let's make, make myself a little, you know... Like Camry or something, and it'll look fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> or I guess that's not Chevrolet. I'm sorry.
3: I can give a couple other like, cool things I know have happened at Test Track. So Absolutely. Let's hear it. Yeah, one thing to be familiar with. So at the very end of the ride, you hit a point right before you accelerate and go to the speed, which is outside that you're at a stop and then you pretty much go from like zero to 65 it's like in eight seconds is what they say and so you're zooming up into a wall and last second the wall opens to let you outside there has actually been a time where the car has crashed through that (laughs) awesome so it's actually it's made out of again sorry spoilers to people who don't like knowing these things but it's made out of foam board so it's completely safe but there's been a time that it was absolutely just wrecked through oh
1: that's awesome
3: yeah i think i want to be the one who's in the car during those experiences I want to
1: have like that one of a lifetime story. Absolutely, like that would be bragging rights. Because if you didn't know that wasn't supposed to happen, you're like, oh yeah, I guess we smashed through the wall every time. That's yeah. Fantastic. You're like,
3: wow, what a great like immersive experience for uh, this
1: ride.
3: <laughs> a couple cool things, to you know. There's a VIP hallway, so they actually have on the opposite side a whole VIP hallway that a lot of Chevrolet like executives and celebrities will go through. And there's actually a lounge above Test Track, so there's a Chevrolet like GM lounge. Uh, That's just for executives, and people can book it out, I think, for receptions. As cast members at Test Track, you're allowed to go up, and they have a receptionist. They have free drinks. Air conditioning, which is the best part, um, yeah. and a really cool view of, of, you can see the cars going by end of Epcot. So that's one little secret thing people don't know that's there.
1: So it's like a Club 33 of Test Track. That's pretty rad.
3: Basically, yeah. And honestly, it's very nice. I liked going up there.
1: Is it very
2: busy? Like, are there a lot of people there?
3: No, every time I went, we were like the only ones up there. They have like a wow. whole series of hallways and meeting rooms. Never seen a person. I just went there for the free drinks and the air conditioning, but it was great.
1: <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for for lending us some of your knowledge about Test Track. This is, It's always fun to talk to cast members who actually worked on the attraction. So thank Absolutely. you again for joining us on Annual Pass.
3: Thank you guys so much. I love sharing my experiences, and I love the show.
1: Excellent. Well, maybe we'll, we'll talk about Mission Space in the future, and we'll get you on for that one, too.
3: Yeah, let me know. I think I have even more stories for that one. <laughs>
1: The only attraction that comes with vomit bags, right? So, uh, there's a lot of stories with that, I'm sure.
3: And then I have one question for you guys. I know you like having like the questions of the week.
1: Oh, sure. What's up?
3: If you had to spend an entire day on one mm-hmm. attraction, one ride, and it can't be People Mover, Jack, <laughs> damn it, um, <laughs> the entire day you're sitting at this ride, you're enjoying it, or sitting through it the whole day, what would you choose?
1: Oh, man. I've got mine. Jeff, do you have yours? Obviously, it's Test Track.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> you get dizzy by the end of the day. Uh, mine would be Living with the Land.
3: That's my answer, too. I agree. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. A nice slow-moving ride, relaxing, peaceful. You can reach out, grab a cucumber if you're hungry, and it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Just some plants. You know, it's great.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Well, well, thank you very much for the question, Tracy, and and thank you for joining us today on Annual Pass. We appreciate you.
3: Yes, thank you so much.
1: All right, you have a great day. Take care. All
3: right, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.
1: Bye. Jeff, now are you ready to do some Q&A that I I pulled some questions down from our friends over on Rooster Teeth, all of our our beautiful community? They asked us some questions. They have some comments as well that I would like to go through. If you want to ask a question of us, go to Rooster Teeth and leave a comments in the uh, in the comments there on the on the episode on this episode. I'll go through pull down some questions for you. Here's one from Pixel Appointments. Is there ever a chance for a vlog to happen when you go to the parks? Would love to see full video for Halloween horror nights. If you need someone to edit it, I'll do it for free. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Pixel Point. So, we're actually talking about possibly doing some video content for uh, Annual Pass coming up pretty soon. I I mentioned on Twitter, like, what would you like to see? There's a lot of great suggestions from people talking about food to talking about, like, you know, tours of stuff, talking about, like, experiences after getting off rides. There's a lot of stuff we want to do. And I'll be honest, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. At this point, we assume that COVID would hopefully be pretty much done and Mm -hmm. Jeff and I would be able to go to parks a lot more often and film a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, due to, you know, Delta and kind of variants and people not getting vaccinated, we still we haven't gone to as many parks as we'd like to go to. So the plan is to, yes, eventually do video stuff to go along with the podcast and maybe even record the, the our, our recordings live. And you can watch us like sitting in a booth with our headphones on and stuff. So hopefully you'll see more of that. Um, keep tuned and keep an eye on our Twitter and social media and stuff for uh, more information on that. But, yes, we are very interested in that. Good question. Pixel appointment. All right. Badger me, baby. They actually have a story about the Hall of Presidents, which is where I pulled these comments from. Okay. So you say, great episode. I have a story with this. The Hall of Presidents was always my grandpa's favorite attraction. When we were kids, he had a rule. If anyone complained in the park, they owed him one time through the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> as kids, it was the worst punishment in our minds. But as we grew up, the rule continued, and we purposely break it to go sit in air conditioning and often take a power nap. Those are some of the best naps, and my grandpa was so happy whenever one of us kids would go with him, even if we were asleep. Thank you for bringing back this memory. That's- That's that's, super sweet. That's adorable. That's the stuff I love about theme parks. It's cool memories like that and real sweet things. So good on you, Badger Me Baby. Wishing you the best. Okay. Raumo, R A U M O, says, question uh, for Jack mainly. If you could have a Lego set of any ride or attraction, what would it be? I'll open that up to you, Jeff. If, If there was an attraction you could build a Lego set for, what would it be? All of Disney World. (laughs) <laughs> I would just do the whole thing. They have the actual, the castle from Magic Kingdom. You can buy that right now. Oh, how much does something like that cost? That one I want to say is like 300 bucks. It's like 299 How or, big is it? It's big. It's a good probably like two and a half, three feet tall. If we had the space at
2: Rooster Teeth, and maybe we do, I don't know, I would challenge you to try to build a theme park in Legos. Oh my god! Whether gosh. it be
1: Disney or Universal, I don't care which one, or at least a section of it, and then go from there. So they have the Magic Kingdom, they have the castle, they have Cinderella's castle you can just straight up buy. They also have a roll roller coaster you can buy as well you oh. this would require some custom Oof. legoing. I, I assume that would be tough man i bet
2: there's i bet i bet there's schematics online
1: probably there's a lot of fans who do like original stuff you used to do legos on your personal youtube channel right yeah yeah i, I still do occasionally It's yeah. it's been a while but uh
2: yeah i, I love me some lego Um, Hey, audience, if you want to see Jack build a castle and then (laughs) the rest of a theme park in Legos in video content, let him know because he won't do it unless – if I tell him to. Can
1: can we expense a uh, a Magic Kingdom castle? We will definitely expense the right, Put that in the budget, Ben. If I was going to do one, though, I would love to do maybe like the Tower of Terror. Okay. That'd be a cool look because it's a neat thing. Or even the Guardians version, the Mission Breakout one at California Adventure, because that one's like all crazy, futuristic, modern, Mm neat stuff on it. That would be pretty neat, too. So that'd be my go-to, I think. Okay. Or, I mean, of course, a great movie ride or I guess Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Just like the facade of it is really, really beautiful. The Chinese theater. So that'd be neat, too. Of course, once you get past that, it's buildings. So it's (laughs) not terribly exciting there. Yokano says, would you ever consider doing episodes that focus on the history of a park in general as opposed to specific rides? Love the podcast. Keep it the fantastic work. Yeah. Do you, do you think people would dig that if we just do like a general history of like Six Flags over Texas yeah, or I like so. Magic Mountain? That could be yeah. kind of fun. Like we're still young enough that we are testing out different things like doing like the interview with Jim was kind of a test. It was a yep. straight up interview episode. We did the tips episode, you know, way back and it was like we, we kind of have sort of a tradition, but I, I don't mind getting out of the our uh, sort of traditional well, box. As long as it's with in the general fandom of what we're doing—I yeah. don't see why it wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah, and of course, when we do get to the point I've, I've talked about in the past, I would love to do live episodes where we actually, like yeah. you and I, on a stage recording an episode with a crowd. So once we get there, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? It's Te- going to be wild. Technically, we're doing that right now. We just have an audience of Ben. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not as uh, loud and enthusiastic as so I was hoping. <laughs> well, this isn't his this isn't his first rodeo mm, with us. True,
0: true. I'm just happy to be out of Jack's spare bedroom, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's nice in there. All right, uh, last question here from Soda-less Lee. If you could go to any fictional theme park, which one would you go to? Like Spooky Island from Scooby-Doo and Troublemaker theme park from Spy Kids 2. Always looked like so much fun to me. Fun fact, the theme park scenes in Spy Kids 2 were filmed at Six Flags over Texas and Arlington. Do you have any theme parks that you would? <laughs> I can't
2: think of a single. I know, like now, I can. All I can think
1: of are I, those two. I remember we played a horror game
2: once for Achievement Hunter that was took place in a theme park. Like really it was a spooky. I think it was just like an hour long game. It was real short. It was like a jump scare game. Huh. I would do
1: that. There's the theme park at the end of. Uh... What's that zombie movie? Oh, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. That's it. The Green <laughs> Hulk theme park. The, the Jeffrey Rush's theme park. Oh, you mean Zombieland. Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they did that one. So that looked like a fun theme park, except for all the zombies in it, I guess.
2: Oh, 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 oh. You got one?
1: Oh, Wally World.
2: Wally World! Oh, I would go to Wally World. Moose out should have told you. Yeah, Moose out should have told you. Oh, dude, of course.
1: Jurassic Park. Hell yeah, I would go to Jurassic Park. Oh, okay, you go, you'll (laughs) die at Jurassic Park, and I'll have fun with John Candy. Well, to be fair, Jurassic World at that point had, like, been old hat. So, like, it works, so maybe I'll go to Jurassic World. that's true, that's true, that's true. So, uh, there you go. Thank you, Attractions Magazine, for just loading that up for me. Yeah, immediately I was like, oh yeah,
2: God, I'm sitting here thinking, I can't think of a single fake...
1: (laughs) If only there was a movie about a park... Adventureland, maybe that was the one with uh, with Kristen Stewart and uh, oh and, uh, uh, and Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, anyway, not.
2: yeah, uh, 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 not Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Superman's nemesis. What's his name? Uh, Lex. Uh, Luther. Lex Luthor. Yeah, 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 yeah it was Lex Luthor.
1: Uh, all right, uh, the bell's been wrong. Anyway, yeah. So there you go. That's that's our answers right there. So. All right, well, hey, not only do I, you know, we answer questions here on the podcast, we also ask questions of you. Every single episode, I ask a question of the audience, and if you answer it over on, you know, Rooster Teeth, I randomly select from people who answered the question, and I will send you a theme park map autographed by Jeff and I, which I still need to get you to autograph something. Yeah, we're here in person,
2: so if you want to
1: throw me some maps, I'd be happy to autograph them right now. I'll bring those next time because I totally spaced (laughs) out and forgot. The last time I asked a question on a podcast was what is your feel-good attraction? I think that was the Jim Schull episode. And we got some great, great answers here. So. Here is one from Meg TW. One of my feel-good rides has always been Pirates of the Caribbean at Walt Disney World. I've always been a fan of piratey type things in general, and I just genuinely feel so happy to be on that ride, even with all the changes it's gone through. The other used to be the Great Movie Ride, and I literally cried when they announced it was closing, but at least I still have pirates. Oh, that's a good one. The is a fun one. That's a, that's a very classic. Disney There's ride. that point where you're going
2: through and it's dark and it's real quiet and you're going through the restaurant, you know, I mean, and people are eating. That's that's a, that's
1: a Disneyland, not a Disney World.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I've only been to the <laughs> one Disneyland. It was awesome. How's it different at Disney World?
1: So, at Disneyland, you start in kind of that bayou area, yeah, which yeah. is like right, and you can see the, Down on the, the restaurant. Yeah. And then it goes into like a cave. Yeah. At Disney World, you start and you immediately go into the cave. Ah. So, there is no bayou. And also, the end of it, you, like the end of Disneyland one, you literally do like that horseshoe around kind of like the queue area. Yeah. Before you get off. Doesn't exist at, at Disney, well, Disney World. Well, now I like Disneyland better than Disney World, yeah. I guess. Disneyland's Pirates and Haunted Mansion, I would say, are probably better than the Disney World mm-hmm. ones. What does Disney World have that's better? than Disneyland? Um, I want to say Splash Mountain is a little bit different. For sure, Space Mountain is better. Okay. Is there a Carousel of Progress at Disneyland? I don't know. At Disneyland. Disneyland, like, I, I don't I've have- I've never a, heard of that. I, I I don't have as much experience at Disneyland as I do at Disney World, yeah. obviously. We've talked about that in the past. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a, It's just weird seeing stuff in areas that shouldn't be there. In my, You know, like in my, in my head, I know how the, the layout of the park is. So seeing like Star Tours kind of off on the right side over by Tomorrowland is really weird to me. Because like Star Tours is a wholly different park in, in Florida. So yeah, yeah. it is kind of weird to see that stuff, but anyway. All right, let's get another one. Uh, Carlos the Moonball says, For most of my life, my feel-good ride has been Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. The witty puns and immersive setting are perfect for sitting back and enjoying a nice cruise down your favorite jungle rivers. Getting to experience a new skipper with every ride, though, is an added bonus to this Disney classic.
2: Oh, I meant to tell you, I watched the Jungle, the Disney. What is it called? Jungle, jungle Cruise. Cruise movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you like it? I loved it. It was
2: pretty fun, right? I thought it
1: was great. It was very much like they kind of just went like there was a lot of sort of copy paste from the Pirates movie, but that's, that's totally okay. totally fine. Emily it Blunt was, is fantastic. Emily Blunt is I fantastic. Her. I thought The Rock was great. I didn't see the twist. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Anyway, you should check it out. It's on uh, Disney Plus right now. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was thoroughly enjoyed that. We've got one from XX Skyward XX. Answer, our favorite feel-good attraction is the mini-adventures of Winnie the Pooh in in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. For some reason, my girlfriend and I always have a blast letting our inner child take over while sitting in a giant honeypot. There were a (laughs) lot of people who mentioned the mini-adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Lots and lots of people mentioned that one, so... That's pretty great. Alex Grabs 32 says, I have two feel-good attractions that I always need to go on when I go to Disney World. The Peter Pan ride and the Winnie the Pooh ride. I'm 19, and I still love going on them, and I have the same enthusiasm for them now as when I was a kid. You're 19. You're still a kid. Yeah. It's not a visit to a theme park if I don't get on both rides. I grew up with Winnie the Pooh, so that ride means a lot to me. And there's always been something that's drawn to me about Peter Pan, probably the wanting to stay a kid forever part, and now and how free he is to just go about doing his own thing. So, yeah, the, the Peter Pan ride's actually really good too. That, that one's a classic. Hmm. Big D O 228 says The feel good ride that pops in my head first is Living with the Land at Epcot. Easy ride to go through and relax on. Better when it's decorated for events, i.e. food and wine at this time. So Living With the Land, it's it's just like a slow-moving boat tour where they take you through the um, like the greenhouses at mm-hmm. Epcot. I love that. And there's also a Behind the Seeds tour where they take you backstage and actually show how they make a bunch of stuff. It's, oh, it's really, cool. really neat. And Katie and I did it when they had it last time. I don't think it's going right now for COVID. But anyway, our winner that I randomly selected out of everyone is Princess Gringa who says, I say my favorite feel-good attraction would be the studio tour at Universal Studios Hollywood. I love learning about how movies are made, and I often geek out when we get to drive through the sets. My favorite part of it used to be the old Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift dancing car animatronics, so it sucked when they took those out for the new 3D Fast and Furious experience. Despite that, it's nice to drive around the lots and sometimes see things getting filmed. Love the show, guys. Thank you very much. Princess Greenga, congratulations. I will drop you an email soon, and I will get your information. We'll send you an autograph park map. So there you go. In theory, we will. That's what you keep saying. I know. Well, I've got information of a bunch of people. I just haven't mailed them out yet. So, all right. And then, so the question I'm asking this week of the audience and of you, Jeff. Okay. Is what classic attraction would you have loved to have ridden? Because like World of Motion's gone now. So like, what would you have loved to have ridden before it got taken down? I don't think I've asked that before, right? Now that I've said it out loud, I feel like I've asked. No, I have been shaking his head. Okay. So, like, World of Motion, you know, like the Universe of Energy, the great movie ride. Like, what is the attraction you would have loved to see that is no longer around? The Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons was a good one. That was yeah. a really good attraction. When it was full-blown, like, dueling, yeah, that was blast. So, anyway, let us know over on Rooster Teeth what your answer is, and I will randomly pick someone. So, uh, yeah. So, again, what is the what a classic attraction would you have loved to have ridden but didn't get the chance to?
0: Actually, Jack got a quick follow-up for some okay. of the questions. Well, what what you episode? got for me, Ben? Uh, so I cannot find LBJ anywhere on the test
1: track. <laughs> I, I look everywhere. I, I, I swear <laughs> that that's what that's what what was it? It was something. Attraction said that or, he he, or
0: he might be inside
1: there. the magic. Claims that LBJ is there, whether I or not was, it's true, I was right, I
0: sitting here like going through a walkthrough ride of the old motion track. Yeah. but when you get to the truck coming on, the lights are there, so you can't oh, yeah, see who's yeah, in yeah. the and track. Blast
1: it, yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll ask someone who worked there.
0: Yeah, hey, that worked. Um, I also have the speed rankings of the fastest steel roller coasters. Ooh. Since you're asking about that, uh, the fastest is the Formula Rosa in the Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi.
1: Okay, uh, how then, fast does that go? Uh,
0: that goes 149.1 oh, miles an hour. Oh
1: my god! Oh my! How
0: much? 149 miles an hour.
1: Because you know, 150 is the 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 legal limit in Abu well, Dhabi. You, uh-huh. I, <laughs> you're, I think you're at 150. You're Skin starts to yeah, peel, peel off, right? right off, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the next is King da Ka King at da Ka. Six Flags, uh, so we might be able to go to that. That's 128 miles an hour. I wonder, that,
1: that's in. That's not Magic Mountain. That's is Great Great America. What which Six Flags is that? It do you Doesn't
0: know? say here. Just says Six Flags Great Adventure.
1: Great Adventure. That's that's actually a park. I want to say Great. Is that in California? I, anyway, yeah. We, we can look into it. We'll the next. It out.
0: The next one is Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point. Hell yeah! Uh, and then the one we were talking about, Dodon Dompa, is at Fuji Q Highland in Japan. That's the
1: one where people's bones are broken.
0: Yes, okay. and then Red Force is also in Ferrari Land uh, in Spain, and both of those go 111.8 miles so an hour. So
1: we got to go to,
2: what was it, Abu Dhabi?
1: Abu Dhabi, we got to go to Japan. 149 miles yeah. an hour? <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome.
0: There was a carousel of progress in Disneyland at Tomorrowland. It shut down, or its closing date is listed as September 9th, 1973.
1: Okay, so is that, I wonder if they moved it from there over to Disney World then. Because Disney World opened in, in 71, uh, so I don't know if they just see. lifted it and dropped it.
0: Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland, it says opening date is January 15th, 1975.
1: So there Two you go. Later. It, it could have been it, so there you go. All right, well, thanks for the update, Ben. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of Annual Pass. This has been good. Jeff, it's good being here in person again. It is so easy to have a conversation
2: <laughs> in person. Yes. It's, it's like there is a there's a difficulty to, to doing it remotely because it's hard not to step on each other. It's hard to find, uh, you know, it's, you have to look for pregnant pauses to jump in and they're not always there. And, I don't know about you but I find that, that I get tired after recording an episode of Annual yeah, Pass yeah. and
1: I don't feel that way right now. Absolutely. If I had information about another one we could just go into another episode yeah. but I don't. <laughs> I haven't done the research yet. So, but yeah, it, it is very nice seeing like visual cues and stuff. It's like, "Oh, I can tell Jeff needs to throw something in. Oh, this is this is great." And I I love getting back to this and some sort of normal. So, yeah, I just like spending time with you guys. Aw. So, know? well, thank you again everyone for listening. You guys are fantastic. Again, the Annual Pass community is the best community on Rooster Teeth and I really really do appreciate that. I mean that sincerely as well. If you want to grab a shirt or some merchandise, store.roosterteeth.com. Grab a hat, grab a shirt. Again, I want to. I, I want to see that the meeting of the first two people wearing annual pass stuff in the wild. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen at some point, right? We'll make a shirt out of it. We'll yeah. like, we'll like, do have somebody do like a cool line drawing of the photo? All I'll, I'll say is, uh, you know, we've got we got spooky stuff coming up soon, so maybe we'll see some spooky merchandise. Just saying, I, I threw that out there. Whether or not it actually happens, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I threw that out there to our merch department. They seem excited. So anyway, that's it. Follow us on social media as well. Annual underscore pass on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to email us, you can email us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com. Like if you worked on an attraction and you want to tell us about it, I would love to hear your story. Or if you were a face character, I would love to hear that. Or if you were, excuse me, friends with a face character, I would love to hear stories about that. If you have any spooky stories, if you have any haunted stories, you know, we're coming up on, on spooky time. So mm-hmm. I'd love to get more kind of spooky themed stuff for, for this season. So that's gonna do it, Jeff. Do you feel like you learned something today? I do. Awesome, excellent. Anything in particular? Or just tons of stuff.
2: <laughs> it, it, and I, like, I'd have to go back and check through the rolodex of notes that I wrote okay. from the episode. But yeah, it was it was a uh, it was uh, it was a su- substantive list of things that I learned. For instance, I know uh, that uh, that roller coaster that's name escapes me. The test strip, te- te- <laughs> test, well, track. test track. Uh, it goes sixty four point <laughs> uh, nine miles an hour. I you know. It. Uh, I know about
1: all the hidden mickeys there in it. Go. And we'll we'll ride it next time we go to Florida, right? Yeah, that'd be great. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, everyone, thank you very much again for listening to Annual Pass. Spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your tell your relatives, tell your nephews th- to listen to Annual Pass. Uh, we're really, really proud of this thing, and I'd love to get more people listening to it. So love you guys. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Bye.
1: Ta-ta.